What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Second Wind Leadership Podcast. This is your host, James Wilson Jr. I'm excited to be back in uh, the building with you, back in the space with you, back into your car with you, wherever you're listening uh, to this from. Um, just to let you guys know, we're also putting these videos on, uh, we're putting these audios on video. So stay tuned for that. But again, I just want to thank you guys for being such um, a blessing to our community. Um, in fact, as we talk about about this, uh, I, I heard a stat recently that said that the average podcaster will stop at episode eight. Family, we're doing it. Like we we just we just uh, crossed a threshold together. This is, I believe, episode nine, um, nine or ten, one of the two. I'm not uh, I'm not super clear on it, but I know we passed that threshold, and we're going to keep going. And the reality is, is that this podcast is dedicated to the everyday leader to help you renew your hope your faith, uh, and your joy in leadership. And so I want to try to give you some very practical things on these episodes. We've got some interviews coming up for you. Feel free to listen to catch up on the other episodes. Uh, my wife, will, Ashley, my co-host, she'll be back with us very shortly. She's navigating some homeschool stuff. And so I'm letting her do that. But I want to jump back in and I'm excited for everything that we're going to be diving into in the future. So this is a second win leadership podcast. This episode, what I want to do is I want to talk about how to pick yourself up. Maybe you found yourself in a rut. Maybe you are struggling with how things look. And so I want to give you just some quick tips, some quick ways. Again, I don't, I don't have the, the, the market on everything, but I want to give you just some quick ways to pick yourself up. Well, fam, here we are. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about recently is I was in a staff meeting and it was at the end of the day, uh, probably we're giving updates on our staff. And that's something that we do weekly, just checking in tactically, thinking through, OK, what what are we doing? And usually I lead this meeting, but our associate campus pastor was leading this meeting. She's a phenomenal leader, by the way. Shout out to Pastor Hannah. Um, she is uh, leading our meeting and she asked us, hey, what's going on? What's everybody doing in their different? ministry areas? What do uh, they they need help with? And I shared something and I'm still like reflecting on what I shared, but I shared with her that I was so like taken back. I was so frustrated. Um, in fact, I shared with the rest of the team that I was feeling uh, just somewhat down and probably intolerant, if you will. Um, we had just experienced a few folks leaving our church, which is a natural, uh, a natural progression of life. It's a natural cycle of organisms and organizations that things come, things go. Uh, but in this particular moment, I'm thinking about all of the transitions that I've experienced in the last couple of months. Um, some of the staff members have transitioned off staff. Uh, we've had church members that have left. And on top of that, I'm also thinking about all of the, the, the things that are transitioning in my own life. I'm getting a little older. In fact, my wife and I, we, we made this response spontaneous decision to buy a dog. And within that same weekend, we wound up giving the dog away. And so I'm going through all of this transition, transition, transition. And I started to feel it in that moment. 
I'm sharing with the staff. I share with Pastor Hannah and everyone there that I'm just like, man, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just, I'm just feeling some type of way today and I don't know how to express it. And so I went home. Uh, people were checking on me and I'm grateful for that, but I went home. I realized number one, that I needed some sleep. Um, I also realized number two, that I wasn't playing at my best. Uh, I wasn't my best self, that I wasn't demonstrating my best leadership. And there are moments that you're going to find yourself because you're an everyday leader, just like me. You're, whether you are leading, uh, you're the first chair of an organization, the second chair of an organization that maybe you are leading your family. Maybe you're leading a volunteer organization. Maybe you're leading in your classroom. Maybe it's at the bank. Regardless of where you are, you're going to find yourself in a predicament where you start to feel down. Things are hitting you uh, from different sides and you don't know what's going on. I couldn't describe to you what was going on. Now, I know what I wanted to do is that I wanted to blame everybody else and I wanted to actually make sure that everybody else was experiencing the same pain that I was feeling. But that's well, that wasn't my best use or my best display of leadership. So. I went home, took a nap. Um, in fact, I, b- I believe it was that day or the day after. I sat with my coach and he was helping me navigate through some things that I want to help you navigate through as well. The first thing that we were navigating together is that maybe the people transitioning, it wasn't because I was a bad leader, number one, but because this is a normal part of the life cycle. But also, as you think about how people are coming and going, it's not always that you are a bad leader, but oftentimes it's because you are actually helping people navigate the next season of their life that they leave. But it still hurts, right? Uh, Transition still hurt, but this is the other thing that my coach was helping me navigate, and I want to help us do that together. He says that, okay, how do you recharacterize this experience? What is it that's really going on? And when I started digging and when I started getting the, the, the layers and I started to look at my own heart, it wasn't the people leaving. It wasn't the things that were transitioning in my life. It was me. And what I realized in my life is over the last, what, six months, um, I have been, I, I said it to the staff that I felt like I was putting out fires. And what I was really saying is that my life felt like it was in chaos. In other words, I was not actually operating from a schedule. Um, I was operating, hey, if anybody wanted to grab a meeting with me, if anybody wanted to do this, I'm just assuming I'm, I'm pulling, I'm being pulled in so many directions that I didn't set any adequate boundaries. And you know what was so crazy is that I started to even forget what I wanted. What do I want? I was so busy meeting the needs of other people that I didn't realize what I needed. And so I want you to be selfish just for a day. I know that sounds weird. I, I like, and I say this kind of like I, I walk towards this delicately because the goal is not for you to be, uh, you know, selfish and some type of narcissist, but the goal is for you to start thinking a little bit about, okay, what is it that you need? If you're the leader and you're always meeting the needs of others, who's meeting your needs? How are you getting your needs met? And let me ask you this question. If you're always meeting the needs of others and not actually getting your own needs met, how is that sustainable? And again, I, I'm a pastor. And so this, this is a, this is a very tense subject. I'm not going to dive into it all this episode, but this is a tense subject because we are so good. If you're in the service profession or the helping people profession, which most of the listeners are, you're so good at helping others and serving others and meeting the needs of others that you start to not even think about your own needs and you start doing those things. And that's where we start seeing compassion fatigue and we start seeing burnout and so many other things. 
things that now destroy often, and if not destroyed, distract you from the ministry, the service, the job that you were so excited about just months before. So let me give you a couple of things that I feel like will help you. And the only reason I'm sharing these things is because this is what helped me pick myself up out of the rut that I was in recently. Number one, I'm gonna give you five ways, but number one is do something that inspires you. What inspires me? Fine. What inspires me is music. So I often will go in my car ride. I will drive to and from work. I'll go for a walk, go to the gym. And I'm usually listening to some type of podcast or some type of book. And I love that stuff. I love reading. I love listening to book. I love gaining information, but I also needed something that inspires me, something that causes me to think of something uh, differently that causes me to dream. So some things that I've been doing recently as a staff, we were reading a book by Bob Goff called Dream Big. Super inspiring book. Bob Goff has his phone number on the book. I'm going to give him a call. Y'all hold me to it. Um, another thing that have been inspiring me is some music. I love music. There is this woman on Instagram uh, that is so talented. Her name is Natalie Lane and she plays the piano. Go check her out on Instagram. Natalie Lane Music, I think that's her handle. And she's got this song called uh, Love Me Back to Life. And it goes like, everything was black and white now it's technicolored whole new world of wonder and it's like the way she approaches this song is so inspiring it's like yes like i there's someone who loves me and it's actually th this love that brings me back to life it's inspiring number another thing that inspires me is listening to music there's another guy named blessing o4 blessing o f f o r I believe he's from Africa originally, and he has this this song uh, that it's called Your Love. And it's, keep me right there in the middle of your love, your love. And it's, I mean, this brother is talented. And there's so many other people out there. There's so many other things. So what I want you to do is find something that inspires you. What got me out of the rut was instead of listening to my podcast, instead of listening to the audiobook in that moment, I decided to listen to some music. I also will occasionally listen to some sermons. Now, there some there's some sermons that that are good. They're good for teaching, but there's some sermons that inspires you. So find that thing that inspires you. Do it. Go for a walk. Go 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 for a run. Go for a jog. Hey, can I tell you something? A secret. If the gym doesn't inspire you, but you're trying to get better at exercise, maybe the gym is not the thing. Maybe it's going for a walk. That's just as good. Go for a walk, do some push-ups, uh, work out with some friends. I don't know. Like, I'm not telling you what to do, but I am saying find something that inspires you. Number two, find something that encourages you. Do something that encourages you. Like, what are the things that encourage you? You're not like anybody else. Nobody else has the unique voice that you have. So do something that encourages you. For me, it's actually sitting still sometimes sitting still. And I will, I know this sounds very cliche because I'm a pastor, but what happens is sometimes I spend so much of my time uh, creating sermons or reading the Bible to create content for others or create uh, some type of experience for others that I actually forget that this is not just for their soul, but it's actually for my soul. Jesus says something that's so powerful and it's been pricking my heart. It says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but to lose his soul? 
The reality is, is that you can gain the world. You can gain accolades. You can make great content. You can go and, and make tons of money and do lots of cool things. But also in the process, you can forget about your soul. And so you've got to find some things that encourages you. And so what encourages me is reading my Bible, not just for someone else's benefit, not just to encourage someone else, but reading something for me. Another thing that encourages me is having a great conversation with some friends, <laughs> having a, a a very a cool conversation. So, man, this this was uh, both encouraging, but also inspiring. Uh, there's a guy at my church, an older gentleman. His name is Mr. Lewis. And I just uh, he's an older black gentleman. And I just asked him and say, hey, Mr. Lewis, can you can I just go golfing with you? I just want to I want to try it out. I, I just I've done it a few times. I've gone to the driving range. So he took me to the driving range. We were there for um, an hour. And what what was so encouraging is that the first time I hit the ball or I hit the golf ball, the first time I hit it, Mr. Lewis, I heard him say, you hit it. And I'm like, huh? He says, man, don't, don't get, don't get twisted. Don't, don't get messed up on what you missed and don't, don't, you know, get messed up on how things didn't work, but you actually hit the ball. And it encouraged me. It encouraged me so deeply because here's a man who's lived a full life, but he's present enough to say, you know what? Keep going. So again, I don't know what you need to do for me. What encourages me is spending some time with folks who are full of wisdom, folks who folks who listen, folks who don't even try to fix me, but they actually are listening long enough to know what's going on with me. Um, reading a good book is good for me. That encourages me. Uh, another reading the Bible. It could again listen into something else, listen to some sermons. What encourages you? What gets you going? What encourages the the deepest part of your soul? I don't know what it is for you, but start thinking about that. What encourages you? The other thing I want you to think about. Number three is. Do something that scares you. Like do something that 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 actually brings you. When I say scares you, I don't want you to go after something uh, that doesn't make sense. If you know what I mean, like I don't want you to just go, hey, let me let me just jump off a building. Yeah, cool. I mean, that's people do that. They do the skydiving, jumping off, you know, out of planes. That's cool. Uh, bungee jumping. That's great. But that's not really a fear of mine. That's just something I don't want to do. But what is a fear of mine um, at times is, okay, going here. I put a, uh, I did a Facebook challenge or an Instagram challenge a couple of months ago, almost a year ago now, um, of different fears. And one of my fears <laughs> was actually um, dancing or singing, sorry, singing on screen, singing uh, on Instagram or YouTube. And so what I did is because I was nervous about it being perfect. I was nervous about my voice cracking. And what I decided was I just started singing. And after I started singing, it wasn't even about the comments I got. It was about I felt better about myself. Another thing I did recently that scared me was I took some time. I put together this resource. Some friends of mine challenged me. Um, I used to give this talk and I put it together, the idea of finding your own voice. I would go and talk about change your song, change your life, but that everybody has a unique voice. And so I put together this free little uh, workbook that is pretty cool. And again, I'm not, this is not the plug for it right now. I'm just telling you, this is what, this is what I did. That's what, um, it, it just moved the thing forward for me. It was something that I was scared of doing. It was something that I was so nervous about it happening. But I decided to do it. Hey, here's another thing. Make the phone call. Maybe there's someone that you've been nervous about calling. Uh, maybe it's a family member. Um, maybe it's a person you have a bad relationship with. Maybe it's someone who you look up to. Let me tell you all this. This is so exciting. 
I got an opportunity to uh, spend 30 minutes with a hero of mine. I, I won't, I won't even give you names, but I, I it was a, a guy I've been listening to his preaching for years. I've read a number of his books. He's encouraged my preaching and my style of preaching. And I'll share it with you. I got an opportunity to spend 30 minutes on the phone um, with Brian Loritz. Like this brother is so encouraging. Go check out his stuff. He's got a podcast. He's got some stuff of him uh, speaking and preaching, but he's such a phenomenal author and he's really shaped the way I've done ministry. But it was something I was afraid of. But I pursued it and it was so encouraging for me. It brought me back to life. Here's number four. Number four. So you're going to first off do something that inspires you. Do something that encourages you is number two. Uh, Number three is do something that scares you. And number four is look for ways to serve someone else. You know what's so crazy is that what often brings us the most life has a lot less to do with us and a lot more to do with what we do for others. It's this this idea that when I'm giving of others, when I'm serving, when I actually uh, am able to change my lens, sometimes that are so self-centered and I change my lens to look at others, I start seeing things that I would have never seen before. So one of the things that I've done recently is that I've had an opportunity just to serve my daughters. And the reason, the way I do this, I'm not, I'm not at all the picture of a great father. But recently I've decided that, you know what, they, they're interested in uh, video games and they like playing the Sims. So I've spent some time playing the Sims with them. But throughout the day, one of the things that I've also done is throughout the week, I like to just, I try to, my wife has taught me this. I try to check on people because I can't be everywhere at all the time, but I, I do like to try to check on people and say, Hey, how are you doing? And I just listen. Like, I don't even have an agenda. Other ways to serve people. Maybe for you, it's going to the soup kitchen. I remember remember as a kid how encouraging that was. Maybe for you, it's going to the hospital. Maybe for you, it's spending some time with someone who's a lot older than you. I, I just shared that was my experience with Mr. Lewis. Like I went there um, assuming that I would be serving him, but it was actually in being with him that my heart began to beat uh, a little bit faster. It began to beat a little bit stronger. Um, so who is it that you can serve? What In what ways can you serve? Maybe it's providing a listening ear. Maybe you've got some resources that you could give away. Maybe you have some time that you can invest in someone else, invest in a younger generation, invest in a in the upcoming generation, invest in an older generation. I don't know what it is for you, but whatever that is, would you find someone to serve? Think about how you can serve them. And it's often in that giving away that you actually find yourself. That's what Jesus talks about. When you give your life, that's when you find it. So you're going to do something that inspires you. You're going to find something that encourages you. You're going to do something that scares you. You're going to look for some ways to serve someone else. And the final thing is this, is get help. Get help. The way I was able to pick myself up, believe it or not, was not because I picked myself up by my bootstraps. It was because I was actually able to process some of what I was going through with someone else. And so this for me is a coach. I'm actually in the process now of starting a new relationship with another therapist. Um, not because there's something wrong with me, but because I'm trying to grow. And I realize that there are some areas in my life that I've unintentionally avoided. 
there's some areas that have been surfacing and coming up and I don't even realize what they're coming from. I'm sitting in this chair telling my staff that I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm just tired and, and I feel like I'm putting on all these fires. And what was really going on in my heart is something so much deeper than that moment, so much deeper than people leaving my church. It was so much, uh, so much deeper. It's not even reality. It's not even my church. It's so much deeper than people leaving or transitioning or moving on. It's so much deeper than the dog. But it actually was that there's something going on underneath the surface. And the reality is, is because I'm a frail human being, I don't always have the tools or the courage to address it. And so I want you to get help. Find someone who is a trained counselor or therapist, even a coach to help you walk through some of this tough stuff. And if you can't get there, find yourself a group accountability group, a group that's not just saying, hey, are you doing this? Are you meeting your goals? But a group that listens, a group that encourages you. And if you don't do that, can I encourage you to find a local community organization? For me, it's church. For you, I don't know what it is. But out of a lot of the community organizations I've seen, the church has been one of those spaces that has encouraged encouraged me a lot. And it's helped me a lot. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's for you. It's fraternity, sorority. It's it's the friend that has training in different areas, Wh- whatever, whoever it is. The very next step you can make is to get help. You don't have to do this thing alone. If you are stuck in a rut, can I encourage you to call someone? Can I encourage you actually not to wait? There are so many resources. There are so many people out there that are looking to be with you. You are not alone and there is help. Family, it's okay um, to struggle. It's not okay to have to struggle alone. I hope this is encouraging you. Um, one of the things that this has done for me is that this has actually helped me get out of the rut that I'm in. Now, I'm not saying that uh, all the my, my days are going to be great. I, I still have struggles. I, I still am processing through emotions. What I realized on that day that I was sharing with my staff is that that was a picture of something that was going on deep inside of me. And so I'm still uncovering it and I'm still walking through it. Like I said, I've got a coach now. I'm entering in a new relationship with a therapist. I've all, I I also have a pastor, my pastor, um, who I have to navigate things with. And I've got friends. I've even got my wife. And so I, I just want you to know that it's not, um, it, it's the thing is we always talk about it, right? Like there's this, this old adage that says, um, it's simple, but not easy. And so this is the same process that it's simple. It's just not that easy. But let me give you those steps one more time. Five ways to pick yourself up. Number one is do something that inspires you. Listen to some great music. Read a good book. Find something that encourages you. I mean, if you got to go look at a painting, go to a botanical garden, find, go, go sail the ocean. I don't know what it is for you. Go for a walk in the park. Find something that encourages you. Um, number three, Share someone or share something and do something that scares you. Share it with someone and then do it. And let me go back to what encourages you. I actually have under my bed in my room a box. And in this box are letters that were written to me over the years of the different places I've, uh, the uh, ministries I've done, the places I've spoke, all of those, I've gotten feedback and the feedback I keep in my, in this box so that whenever I'm feeling low, like I was, I can actually go there and find myself being picked up. So whatever that is, so do something that inspires you, find something that encourages you, do something that scares you, 
Fourth thing, look for some ways to serve someone else. Find someone else to serve. And number five, get help. Get help. Get help. Family, I hope that this was good for you. I hope it was encouraging to you. Um, listen, I want us to stay connected. If you could, I'd love for you to rate and review this podcast so we can make sure as many people as possible, the way the algorithms work is that the more you rate and review, the more people have access to the information. So I want you to rate and review. But if you also, I want you to share this, share this with someone that can use it, share it with someone that could benefit from it. And maybe it's you. And so if you benefited from it, if this is something that you're saying, you know what? I actually need some additional help. I'm not a a, a trained counselor, but I know some folks and I know a little bit of coaching. So contact me, jameswilsonjr.com. You don't even have to tell me all of the the details. We can walk through that together. But I want to make sure that as you're jumping into this new year, that you find yourself mentally healthy, spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy, really that you would develop and gain your second win. Love you guys. Thank you so much. 